Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian and yeah, unfortunately we had to split this episode up into two parts because it went way too long to fit into one episode. This mid-season review just never ends, but no, it's a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed this part. This will be going through a bit of a list analysis and then going well and truly deep diving into all the potential incomings in the trade period, free agency, and even a little bit of draft at the end there. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's go depth chart to start. I've got so much in front of me, Lockie. So let's go yeah, this is gold. depth chart because best way to find our list holes is to have a look at the squad so far. Now, in defense, let's go. I'll, I'll put these up on screen for YouTube to make it a little bit easier, but we're going by position. So we'll go key defenders, third defenders, yep. general defenders, ruckmen, mids, wingers, key forwards, half forwards, small forwards. All their separate categories. Everything will equal 22. So let's look at having two Hopefully. key defenders at the moment. I think Weedering definitely takes one of them. Yep. Does anyone nail down the second one currently for you? <sighs> Sadly not. It felt yeah. very different at the start of the year, didn't it? Mm, it felt like that was Lewis Young's. At the moment, I've kind of got him as that fringe. I don't have him nailed down, which kind of leaves an area. Yep. Uh, and then further down that depth spot, I've got Sam Durden currently. We'll see what happens, mm. whether we keep him or get rid of him. Uh, yep. Then moving on to third tall, you've obviously got Gov and you've got Brody Kemp kind of fighting for this spot. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting. But then if you're looking at it another way, we're currently rolling with all, of, all three with Jacob Wiedering in there as well. So does Gov mm. now become a key lockdown defender. What are you kind of looking at the lay of the land yeah. as far as our tools? It kind of feels like we just got to, we're just going to keep rolling with this, with yeah. those three. You don't feel like Young's going to break back in. So I guess it works until it doesn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'd have Gov higher than Kemp, but I want Kemp in the team almost more than I want Gov, if that makes any kind of sense. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. But it's like, I want Camp going forward. I'm not convinced on okay. where Gov best fits if we're potentially using that second defender spot as a more traditional sure. lockdown, I guess I is like what that. you'd say. Um, and then as far as the rest of the depth there, it's kind of really open because you've got a March bank and then you've got a Dom who I guess if you're looking at uh, both of those, there's a good chance that kind of neither are there. Come end of season, likely. in a weird way, which isn't isn't what you want to see. Uh, so at the moment in this, I'll plug Gov into our key defenders. Keep Brody Kemp as the other one there. We'll move into yep. general defenders, and I think this is the simplest one. I've got four spots up for grabs to make this a back seven. I've given those to Doherty, Saad, Zach Williams when fit, and Nick Newman, which yeah. means the depth plays here, I've kind of grouped them, to be honest. It's Boyd, Chincotta, and Cowan. Ben leaves Rocky Plowman very much deeper. Your man. Outer. Do you have anyone that you'd want higher in that kind of grouping? No, I think you've nailed this. I mean, I think the only nuance that people could call out is like, well, can Doherty be a yes. midfielder? Mm. And that allow one of these guys to come in. For me, that probably would be Boyd out of that list. But yeah. I think in terms of depth chart, I think this is this is perfect. Mm. 
Yeah, because the idea is trying to make it as balanced. Obviously, you can you move things around in a season, but it's like everyone fit. This is what we do. And yeah, Boyd would be the one yeah. I would like in for his ball use. And I think that's where when we start to look at the midfield, you might see some potential maneuverability, if that even is a word. Looking at the rucks, big issue for me. Big, big issue. Because Pitt is there, but I don't have him nailed down as my number one option. Nah, you can't. But if he's not the number one option, I don't think he can play him. No, of course not. Because he doesn't offer anything else around the ground, but I feel like he's just not nailed down as a number one. And then looking at the depth of this, obviously you've got the coning. We just, can he be a number one Ruckman? Or if he's playing, does it have to be him and Pitt or him and a recruit? What's your kind of feelings for where De Koning sits right now? Well, I think, I know, again, without trying to take too much from this game on the weekend, if if we're getting the best of Pitt in his time in the Ruck and then TDK can do what we just saw and actually yeah. like deliver when he's playing forward, sure, mm. that works for me. But yeah. I agree with you. There's no way that Pitt can be in this team if he's not taking the the mm. majority of the of the taps. It's just yeah. that's just not. Yeah. Unless yeah, the so game completely changes in the way that it works, <laughs> and every team is suddenly rolling with with two mm. you know, core rucks. Yeah. So I'll put weirdly De Koning as a fringe, but I think he's he'll be best twenty two somewhere, but he's not the number one <sighs> ruck. Then you look at the depth and you've got Hudson O'Keefe, yeah. you've got Alex Murkov, both more developing. There's definitely room for someone to come into this to be an option because I think we're very, very slim if a pit is injured. And then if we don't even re-sign yeah. Tom, there's definitely some issues in that ruck. Looking at midfield, I think nailed on, you've got Cripper, you've got Walshy, you've got Chera. I've then got two spots open for this kind of... <laughs> Midfield five, maybe this oh. is harsh on my end because me have then kind of got three guys vying for it, but I think this is where we're looking for that off-season thinking we clearly need to add to this in a more dynamic sense because you've yes. got Matt Kennedy, George Hewitt, and Paddy Dow. Very inside midfield. Dow's the only one that kind of has a bit more pace in there. Where do you see maybe just looking at a Kennedy and a Hewitt um, for midfield balance and who's above who in the pecking order and you're nailing one into this into this depth chart 22? It's so hard for me to judge George mm. because I just don't I just don't know if what we've seen from him recently is the new norm mm. or whether there's something mm. that you know. Like yeah. I, I, I definitely want to say that I have George above Matt in the depth, but they haven't shown that on the field yeah. in the past mm. six weeks. Oh, yeah. man. What a situation so, we're in. Yeah. So I, I'm happy to chuck, say, Kennedy at the bottom, leave a gap, and then kind of have yeah. Hewitt and Paddy Dow out of it because we're just not 100% sure Ugh. what we're doing with that at the moment. Um because that's kind of what I want from this deck chart. I want us to have guys that we're not sure if they're where they sit to look for gaps. So then we can move to the next segment. Uh, wingers, I think, yeah. are pretty solid here. Um, obviously, I, I didn't mention Jack Carroll. I think he's definitely locked in as a very further depth 
play. He's not that fringe. He's almost just depth yeah, develop, yeah, yeah. see what we can get. Moving on to wingers, I've, I've got Akers and Hollands locked in. I've got two depth plays fringe of the Cottrell and Bins. And then I've got O'Brien mm-hmm. as that next tier below. And then a Philp is definitely a lot further below than that. Yep. Do you agree? All, all makes sense to me, 100%. And we've got key forwards. We've got Charlie Kerno, Harry Mackay, both playing. This is where we kind of don't have that next one. You could maybe make it that to Koning again, sure. plays in both. Uh, and then I've got a developing spot for a Harry Lemmy, who's clearly not ready to play AFL football. He's a yep. bit below. Um, this is another massive hole. Half forwards, general forwards, whatever you want to call them. <sighs> Has been for some time. We just don't have anyone because I'm looking at this and the names I have in this position is Jack Martin, Zach Fisher, Jack Silvani, David Cunningham, Ed Kerno. How many of those are nailed on best 22 for you? I mean, I know we differ in this. I think zero. Yeah. Oh, gen- genuinely. No, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, oh, none you think zero too? Really, none are 100% like, yeah. I can trust you week in, week out. I can trust your body. And trust everything. I think no. the closest, maybe ability-wise, that with, with small sample size we've maybe seen this season, is a yeah. Jack Martin. But I agree. What what can you do with him? Like we're stuck with him for another season. So I think <laughs> while healthy, he stays. Because I've got three spots for a half forward. I'm going to have him at the bottom of that, saying if he's fit and healthy, he plays. But I, I can't convince myself that anyone else goes in there because Zach Fisher's form this season has been abysmal. He looks so far off it. And last season, it was so frustrating because he, he played the best season we've ever had of him. And we go, yes, yeah. he's, he's nailed it down. He's finally taken that step. And then this year, yeah. he's going to get even better. And now he, he's far from it. And then Jack Silvani, does he work in the team if De Koning's in there as well? Is that too tall? What's his best position? He's been thrown around everywhere, and I don't know what we do with him. Cunningham, I would like to say is, but can we trust his body? What's his output like? We've only seen him in one game of football in three years. And then Ed Kerno is definitely someone that I think we'll be looking to slowly move away from with his age um, there. So clearly half forward is an issue. And looking at small forwards, probably more nailed on, but again... Still some question marks on where they're at currently in their career. Matt always definitely. And then if I'm going to kind of rank them, it's hmm. maybe Motlop, then Durden. But oh, it's pretty hard I to, mean, yeah. it's both of them are definitely looking more fringe than nailed on currently. Yeah. Yeah. And you could make a case either way of who people have yeah. higher in the hierarchy. But yeah. Oh, it's, then, oh, it's hard yeah. for me to. It's hard. It's hard to remember just how inexperienced and young they are, hmm. and that we can't give up on them. And like, it's it's like Brody Kemp, like yeah, it it seemed kind of hopeless, and then they turned it around. So, mm. like, I, I yeah, mm. I and to... and the idea in this isn't for us to when we have someone further out and say they're not nailed on. It's not saying that they're done and we're giving up on them. It's definitely more of right now there's a list gap here because he hasn't taken that step into it. He can. And I think small yep. forward is maybe more a position I have hope in compared to the high half forward just because of that age. I think we've got those high hopes for Motlop. We think Durden can be a player as well. 
but it obviously just is an issue where right now we don't have someone that's kicking consistent goals every single week. So that kind of, for me, leaves us when we look at list needs, I would say key defender is clearly an issue. We don't seem to have a nailed on helpful weedering on form. Yep. Ruckman is a clear, clear gap. I would say there's a spot opening up in that midfield, at least one for a bit more of a dynamic midfielder, some with a bit more pace. Again, this can kind of be a little bit more towards that high half forward and having a bit of a split because that's wide open. There's about two to three spots in that high half forward that is open to anyone. And then there's at least maybe one small forward spot. Would you kind of agree when you're looking at, if you could solve every single list need right now, that those would be (laughs) all the issues list wise. Yeah, definitely. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. The Ruckman is just the most intriguing one to me. Yes. Because are you saying, like, what type of Ruckman are you going for? Are you going for more of a pit type or are you going for a TDK Mm. type? Because you're probably not going to be able to get the mix of Mm. both. And, and And this is another issue on top of that. What do you do if, let's let's say, for example, and we'll get into that talk, DeConing's gone, mm. no longer at the club. Yes. Even if you bring in another Ruckman, who's the second Ruck? Yeah, that's what is I'm saying. Is the guy you're bringing in, is he a DeConing replacement or is he replacing Pitt, which means Pitt's no longer in the team. So who the hell's Rucking? Because looking through, yeah, because looking through, I did it today, every team over the last few weeks, who they've got as their second Ruckman. And mm. most teams, it's a forward. It's a key yeah. forward that's pinch hitting in the ruck. I've got one guy that can pretty much do 90% of it. And then there's a guy pinch hitting. There's rarely this second ruckman, unless you're looking at a, a Luke Jackson, or I believe the only other ones really like the um, Brody Grundy, or maybe you oh, could yeah. say Mason Cox. But I think <laughs> yeah. apart from that, everyone else is kind of going with a forward. That kind of opens things up quite a lot. So that's going to be interesting. I'm keen Love it. to almost park that slightly and then we'll get into that chat. So let's go yeah, through yeah, the yeah. players. Let's answer the fan question here. Who are we keeping? Who are we getting rid of? I will throw out yeah. a name who's out of contract. You can say re-sign, delist, or trade. Those listening, those watching, I need to hear from you. This is the big part of this list analysis. We'll start with the one I have top of my list. Alex Chincotta, re-sign, delist, or mm. trade. And I just, before anyone is berating me in the comments, these are all off the dome. So I may go back on these. But Alex Chincotta, I think he deserves to be re-signed. Yep. I agree. I think when I look at my depth chart I've created, he's probably in between Cowan and Boyd. But what he showed is better than probably a plowman. So I think I'll keep him this year for a bit of depth. Uh, next one is Brody Kemp. I think it's a pretty easy keep. Yes, got to keep. Definitely. Uh, Caleb Marchbank. Brody keep. keep. I like that. Caleb Marchbank's an interesting one, though. We've said those third defenders, those key defenders is a bit of an issue for us. That's his position. Can't get on the park. Do you keep him? Oh, I know I have to state the obvious, but so much of this is about who else we would be bringing in. Because if we delisted him and didn't replace that type 
Like, say that we don't bring in any tall defenders. Yeah. Then it's like, what are we doing here? But I'll try and preface it this way to make your decision easy. You're the list manager, which means you're, you're, you ideally would go, okay, if I'm getting rid of someone, I'm bringing someone in. Good point. Good point. Would you, would you take a punt on his injury history because we believe the talent's there and go one more year again? Or are you saying, Caleb, I'm sorry, mate. It's been too long. I go towards too long. Yeah. I think unless he can come in and play almost every single game for the rest of the season, I don't know where he fits. And currently, the way Brody Kemp's almost taken over that intercepting role, McGovern, yeah. you'd say, maybe stays. We'll get to him as well. But I think that kind of leaves Caleb Marchbank in a tricky position where even if fit, where's his spot in this team? If two similar players are above him, mm. I'm not sure. But I think, yeah, definitely this part of it is we do need to replace the players we're getting rid of. But for me, unfortunately, as much yeah. as I love Caleb Marchbank, me too. I just can't just can't keep him at this stage. Moving to another injury-prone player, David Cunningham. Are you keeping, delisting? Mm. What are you doing? Yeah, he's he's closer to keep. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I want to see what yeah. I want to see it. I think if he can stay pretty much healthy for the rest of the season, he's a keep because yeah. we lack what he is. And if I'm taking a punt on any of this class going through. Mm. probably be the one. He'd probably be the one just off list profile of what he can bring, his strengths. He's a keep for me. Uh, Dom Akui. Akwe, I still have not learned how to pronounce this man's name. I need some confirmation from someone to let me know. (laughs) Are you keeping him? Yeah. I haven't watched enough VFL to really, really Mm. know. But obviously he was a flyer. Mm. So, yeah, we can't. We're not going to be able to trade him. It's mm. oh, is it another year of development or or cut. Mm. I would very much. I'm similar to you. It's more a a D list. If we don't happen to get anyone else in in that position and need one more spot, rookie list it is. There you go. We'll keep you for yeah. another year. But I have not currently seen enough from him that I think he can become a player. So I would kind of be, if we possibly can, replace him with another young developing player rather than persisting with him, which is maybe a bit harsh, but that's kind of where I'm standing with him. Uh, Ed Kerno. Yep, I think it's his last season. Yep. I potentially would have been maybe okay with him staying on one more year, being VFL of that, sorry, um, captain of the VFL team, knowing Mm. that that wasn't what he was doing this year. I'm too scared to know what, Boss, he would do and continue to play him. I think if you could maybe give him like a VFL contract and keep him at the club somehow, or you know, in a pseudo coaching role, I'd love that. Um, But great servant of the football club, but I think we just need to be moving past that now. Uh, Hudson O'Keefe, developing Ruckman. What are you thinking? Yeah. Wow. Well, we've got four Ruckman there, and two of them are developing guys. So. It feels like you can only really have one of them at the moment, but not sure what's going to happen with mm. with Murkov. Whether you know, yeah. Well, yeah. Murkov's got the one more year. I, if I could yeah. have, would keep O'Keefe, get rid of Murkov, 
because I haven't seen enough development from him. I'd rather give O'Keefe a shot. I think yeah. at the moment I'd be leaning more towards keeping Hudson, but uh, probably he's definitely low priority where if you need a list spot for someone else and other things work out, you make some other moves, oh, totally. he probably misses out. But I'd be more inclined to seeing if he can develop given he's only had a year on the list. Um, a very interesting one. Moving on, Jack Silvani. Oh, oh, so interesting. He oh. is, I believe, a restricted free agent, which means he's a free agent in a way, but we can just match it. And then most likely no one's going to be paying him enough money that we wouldn't match and therefore we wouldn't get a good compo. So if we were to get rid of him, it'd probably be a trade in a convoluted way. I think he is going to leave. Mm. What would you do? Would you keep him? <laughs> I just look at that half forward column of the depth chart and it's like mm. something has to change here. Mm. I think I'd keep him for one more year. So you'd sign him for one. Do you reckon he'd take that? It, well, I don't know what's going to be He'll out there. He'll take what like, I, I want him to take. <laughs> yeah. Even though I say I think he's going to be gone... It's so hard to know how other clubs value our players. Yeah. Like, I want to say that a team, like he would be a stalker mm. and yeah, well, literally a stalker and go to St. Kilda and, and be someone that plays every week. But mm. it's hard to know. I wouldn't be annoyed if we kept him because he, I mean, it's in his name. He's the jack of all trades where he literally can play. Like, any role you give him, he seems to... Go out there and do it. You say, hey, I need you to play back, back pocket. He's like, I'll do it, coach. No worries. So I want you to do, be the Ruckman. I'll do it. I'll play forward. I'll do it. So I love that in him. Yes. And so I, I, for a depth option, he wouldn't be on a, a lot of coin. I think you can always have those players in your squad where if you break in case of emergency, you need him somewhere, you can do it and you know kind of what you're getting out of him. I think the, the thing that I'd be looking at, and I'm probably leaning him more towards in the trade basket for when you look at what picks we have currently. We have a first rounder. We don't have a second. We don't have a third. We've got two fourths and a fifth. Knowing we've got to make some moves and we've got to bring some players in because we've clearly got some needs. Our list isn't as well-rounded as maybe we thought going into the season. I'm looking at who you could potentially get something for. And if... He's someone that would enable you to make a better move that gets in a player, that gets in maybe a second rounder or, or gets in a third rounder that you think you could turn into something decent. I'd be putting him in the trade category. But if he's someone that you can't make that move and there's not enough, I guess if St. Kilda aren't coming to the table and they're saying it'd be like a Will Setterfield trade where you're just switching third rounders, I'd be like, we're keeping Jack Silvani. Exactly. It's a tricky point in this. Uh, Moving on, Josh Honey. I don't think the ceiling is there. Yeah, he's gone for me. I've not seen enough. I thought there was for a little bit, and then just nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I think we can... Yeah, he's been uh, pretty disappointing. We can find better, I think, already, potentially even in our VFL team which is interesting. Uh, Lockie Fogarty <laughs> comes in against Gold Coast. Was yeah, fine. It's funny, isn't it? Was it? serviceable. He was fine. What do you do with him? 
Yeah. Well, I'm the list manager. So the ceiling's definitely, oh, I think is higher than Honey for him. Yeah. So uh, he's kind of he's kind of in the Jack Silvani camp yeah. a bit. Of like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if we kept him, but mm. yeah, I also don't yeah. think we'd be able to get anything for him though. Would no, we? he's definitely a, a similar one where he's you keep him if you can't get in anything else, and you have a list spot there, and you go, yeah, he can play some small forward, he can play in the VFL midfield, take something away for a year. Yeah, because the hard thing here is if you get rid of like twelve players, you've got to replace twelve players. Yes. So where are you getting these players from? Are they all draftees? And then at this stage, is this it is like fifth rounder or Lockie Fogarty? So he's very low priority. He's more likely to leave. But if if there's a spot there for him, he'd be higher in my keep than a Colonel Honey. Mm. Um, and moving on to the next guy. Oh, sorry, you had something to say. I was sorry. just going to say, you think you think more likely than not he will not be on the list? I would have him, yeah. I would say get rid of, but then if I'm desperate and need someone and I've realized I've burned all my bridges and I need, like, I've got like six list spots left, he comes <laughs> on somewhere. Uh, Lockie nice. Plowman. I think we can probably do better at the seventh in the depth chart for general defenders. I think so. I think he's gone. I think think it's clearly a lot of people have gone past him. It's not a bad thing. And I just feel you can find a lucky plowman on another list that's been rejected somewhere if you needed to. And I'd rather try something different knowing he's been in our team for so long at his age He's not going to be best 22. I don't think his leadership quality is there that it's worthwhile keeping him around anymore with so many seemingly going past him, like a Cowan, I'd say. With last year's off-season, when things, like obviously the end of the season wasn't good, but we were reasonably happy with the season and we thought things would get better this year, Yeah, I was erring more towards like keeping the group together and mm. keeping it constant. Whereas yeah. <clears throat> if the second half of this season plays out like the first half, Mm. We've got to shake things up. We can't just be running it back with these fringe guys. Like, just get some yeah. new voices in the room. Like, we've got to change yeah. a bunch. Mm. No, I agree. And I think Plowman was probably one that was going anyway, just because you, you bring up the depth chart again. And there's so many players in similar positions, so many younger talents coming through. Yeah. That, yeah. I think he was one that you'd probably make, you know, three or four moves and he'd be one that goes. It, you know, if I'm, if everything had gone right this year, you'd probably be like, okay, Ed goes, Plowman goes, a honey, and then maybe one more, you know, and you keep the rest. That's probably yeah. the ideal scenario, but he'd definitely be probably down there. Uh, Mitch McGovern, is he someone you mm. try to get a bit of value out of or is the depth <sighs> issues something that means you keep him or do you just love Mitch McGovern and you think don't even entertain a trade? Give me an example of value. Like throw something, throw a potential trade at me. Um, I don't know what he's worth necessarily. That's what I'm say saying. You could get, I, say you could get a second round pick for Mitch McGovern. I personally don't think that that is worthwhile. I think I'd, I'd rather, and again, it depends on the money. There's so many factors. It's not just the value. It's the, the salary cap. Mm. Like, I like him and I want to believe in him. And his best, I think, is best 22 
of a team that is trying to compete. I mm. genuinely believe that um, with the body, with everything. A pick in the 20s for Mitch McGovern, I would do it. Mm. As in you'd, yep. you'd take the trade? I think so. If, so if you got it, if, if you got it early, early, early second rounder, you would have to be replacing him. We'd have yep. to be replacing him, which is the impossible part. And I don't know yep. where that would be. It would have yep. to be a guy like Young turning yeah. it around. Mm. Yeah. I th- I've got to keep <sighs> because I'm not sure we can replace, I think is my thing. Knowing that he'd be on a lot less coin, he'd move back down towards the, the median than his 800 per season. Which, when I'm looking at this depth chart, and I don't trust many, I at least trust Mitch McGovern a little bit more. Touch wood, it feels like his body has held up okay this year. So oh, if that can Ian. continue, if that can continue, then you've got a Brody Kemp coming through. You've got a Lewis Young, but I understand your point because it's say, okay, if Brody Kemp's overtaken, and maybe Lewis Young's fine, or you get another defender. Well, then where does Mitch McCubbin sit? Does Brody Kemp take his spot and then he's moved down the depth chart? And then you look to cash it. But I think the issue then when I'm looking at this is, well, if Marchbank's going and Dom's going, well, who else would you have as a potential depth option? I know. As far as these key defenders. And I think we're in a position where unless, unless Gov you could turn into a lot and you could find cover, I think he has to be a keep right now. I agree. I agree. But I just I, I can't get that, past. Yeah, I was just in saying that he's. I'd 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 listen. I'd come to the table. I'd answer a phone call for sure. He's not untradeable. Yeah, I I just I just can't get past putting him in the boat with some of these guys. So last year, he missed 15 games. Year before, 17. Year before, yeah. okay, only five, six, ten games, mm-hmm. nine games. I, you've touched wood, but it just it's, it hurts seeing the depth yeah. chart and him being so fragile, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, be- but I do believe in him. But. Mm. And I think that's, that's the good thing where if you can get him on not a lot of money and say you get him for two yeah. years... Two years, 450K maybe around. That's not horrific. It's not horrific. But again, clearly defense is an area we need to pad out. Uh, Nick Newman out of contract. Pretty easy re-sign, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely deserves it. Um, He'll be interesting. I think there's a bit of... We're getting a bit of a scoop from our man Soj who's saying... He's letting oh, no. us know that um, apparently he's hearing he wants two years. Club are potentially only giving one, <laughs> is the rumor going around, uh, which yep. is very interesting. And I can understand it to a degree from Carlton looking at, well, okay, we've got Boyd, Chincotta, Cowan. They're all maybe looking to go past Nick Newman in the next couple of years. But I think he's deserved a two-year deal. If Nick Newman wants two years say, okay, take a tiny bit yeah. less off both of those years. 
I can't see Nick Newman dropping off considerably to a point where that second year would be disastrous for our TPP situation or squad sure. depth situation. I think he deserves it too. Yeah. It's been a yeah, second totally. best player all year or third best player all year. Oh, literally. Yep. No, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. in agreement. Interesting one here, Paddy Dow. What <laughs> do you do with Paddy Dow? Are you persisting off the bits we've seen or are you getting a packet of chips? What are you doing? I guess. <laughs> I don't know, Ian. I don't know. There's just no way that he would re-sign. Surely. Unless... Uh, the, the, oh. Like, the why only would he way... want to stay? Oh, the only way I can see it happening, one would be if we decide to play him and all of a sudden he's the best 22-ish. It's true. Or, true. for some reason, no other club in the AFL are even considering him for a depth option. And his only chance at staying in the AFL is like a one-year deal with Carlton. But I don't think that's realistic. I'm sure one club in the AFL would be like, we'll give you a chance. Off his VFL form of everything. I think someone would take it. And would I like to keep him? I'd like to see him play a full game of AFL football to see if he's (laughs) worth keeping. Because so far, every little glimpse I'm seeing is, well, he's doing more than George Hewitt's done this year. And I think George George Hewitt was was one of our best midfielders last year. So, I don't know. I I I don't know what to think, which is half the issue around a Paddy Dow. I would be leaning a lot more towards trade. I don't know what you'd get going off the center field trade. It's not looking great. We probably it's wouldn't like get that a much. Switch of a third, maybe. Uh, Why is that? Yeah. yeah. He, he, unless you can use him as steak knives in some sort of deal that you're working on with some sort of club. I get what you can. I think there's definitely an issue where you look at the midfield depth when he goes out of this, and if an Ed Kerno goes out of it that yeah. you'll need some reinforcements but i can't i can't see us keeping him surely they would not do that to oh. him. <laughs> poor bastard i know there's no way oh. there's no way uh yeah so we'll move on to the next one but we've both got trade for whatever you can uh sam durden in defense we've talked about our issues in defense yeah. is he a depth option that you're keeping what are you doing with a sam yeah who else is going to do what he, yeah, the role that he's currently playing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can find someone better. Mm. I'm a keep. I'm a keep for that reason. Where it's just yeah. uh, experienced body. When he comes in, I'm sure he'll be serviceable, like we've seen a glimpse of body issues a little bit. But I feel like it's just been a bit unlucky rather than anything else this season and even last year. Sure, on no money. He's, you need someone on your list, and I think you can offer him a one year and say, yeah, cool, Agreed. no worries. Uh, then we've got two more. We've got Sam Philp. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you, pers- think, are you think- giving him one more chance on a rookie list, or do you mm. just think the fact that we've never seen this man seemingly play a game of football <laughs> apart from like his debut game? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. It, it's sad for Sam, but I think it's his last season with us. Yeah. 
yeah, I'll move him on as well. And then the big talking point of the offseason, Tom DeConing. Keep or trade? Where do you see Tom in this list? <laughs> well, I'm going to put it out there like I did for Sauce. I don't think that he will be a Carlton player next season is yeah, my feeling. I don't, I don't see it turning around from here. But I wish he was. Yeah. I would be happy to keep him. Very happy to keep him. Go, here's a two-year deal on whatever money. Not that much. And then it gets you through to free agency. We see if he becomes a good player. And then we can go from there. But, yeah, I feel if the... What is being estimated... Contract-wise and year-wise, that's getting thrown around for t- t- deconing. Why would you stay? Like you'd be stupid to turn down an eight-year, bloody almost million-dollar year contract. Like, well, go for it. When are you ever going to make that money ever? Off honestly showing not much in your AFL career so far. Some very Three small marks. glimpses. I'd be do- yeah, and I think for us, it- it's just, it's the dilemma of what the fuck do we do with our rucks right now. I was of, just going to ask you that. Like, okay, you keep him and it kind of makes sense, but then it looks like you're probably not bringing in someone to replace a pit. It looks like you're going the pit to coning and consisting, continuing that. You get rid of him. Boy, oh boy, what happens? The good side of a deconing leaving is clearly we need to bring in elsewhere and he may just have to be that thing where you don't want to get rid of him but he opens up so many other deals for you and maybe you can address the midfield you can address the key defense you can sort out the high half forwards because we're getting draft picks in and i think that that ultimately is probably going to be where it sits where we're going to have to get in something for him where do you kind of see his value if you did trade Oh, wow. That is an incredibly hard question. Oh, my God. Feels like forever since we had a trade period. I can't even remember what these players are worth. This is normally where you go, well, here's three similar deals. (laughs) I don't have them. Damn it, Ian. But what I'm saying right now is I would say first round, end of first round, because of how much money is getting thrown around potentially at him. If he goes to a Sydney St. Kilda that are potentially offering six, seven hundred, eight hundred on six, eight years, you're going, oh, fuck off a second rounder. Give me a first rounder, please. You are you are treating him like one of the better players in the competition to first rounder. The Geelong case will be more interesting because they'll be offering the same money we are. They're not going to overpay. It's the lure of Geelong, it's the lure of his brother. Yeah, that would probably be more. You'd have to get creative. In a way, do we throw in another player? Do we throw in another pick, and then you try and get Geelong's first round? Yeah, that'd be the interesting part. I don't know the full draft index points. Again, we're not at that stage of the season, so I'm not diving too much into the mm. specifics. But I'd be wanting to get as close to a first rounder if possible for a deconing for sure. Yeah, I'm just frantically trying to find some relevant <laughs> players and what you think more. So, like, tr- do you remember what Taranto was for last year? Was he two firsts? Picks 12 and 19. Yeah, 
elite midfielder. Team Taranto's worth more than Piccone? Yes. Yeah. I think on the money, if, if he gets around 700, he's a first rounder. Late yeah. first. Otherwise, he's <sighs> early second, but I'd yeah, want more for sure. Um, but yeah, Tom's nice. going to be the interesting thing as we move towards. Let us know if you're keeping him. Let us know if you're trading and what you trade him for. Now we look at those that aren't out of contract, the ones that are in contract. Any other players on the list that you kind of see as a bit of trade bait, knowing that we don't have a second rounder, we don't have a third rounder, we've got so many issues with our list. Anyone you'd throw out there and see what you could get? It's a very interesting question, Ian. I'm glad you asked it. And we spoke about it a lot last year. Just these, like, I just feel like the return that you get is just so often not worthwhile. So it's it's very hard to put the right value on it. Like if I if I put somebody out there like Zach Williams. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's any chance that we could get something back for him for the output that he would give us if mm. he's healthy and playing his best football. Right? Yeah. At yeah. best he's a best twenty two guy. I don't it'd think we're gonna get a best twenty two player back. It'd be sure. it'd be literally being like we need cash to make another deal happen. It'd be a salary dump. But then you're having to give up probably a good draft pick as well to make that deal even happen. And I just don't think that's smart considering you need the pick to make other deals happen. So it cancels it out. So I just I can't see Zach Williams be that guy that you'd get rid of. I think if you're looking at Neither. Zach's, I think, I think Zach Fisher's someone potentially you could look at and think... Well, maybe what could we, what could we get here, you know? And what do you think we would get from West Coast? Like, I just, well, I just can't imagine it being anything that we would be like, oh. Well, this is the thing. It's like you'd be saying, I don't think Zach Fisher's got it. Mm-hmm. Give me, I don't know. Is it a third rounder? Is that I what you can get for him? Best case scenario. And then we we probably need a third round pick at the moment. We need draft picks. We need capital. Can you get two third round picks, one for Paddy Dow, one for Zach Fisher? Can you start to bundle those together and move higher up? Can you use them in other deals? The issue is we have no draft picks right now and we have so many issues to fix. So I feel like he's going to have to be someone you move. And right now, of everything I've seen of his career, I'm not seeing enough that says, yeah, you're staying. Yep. I agree with you. I mean, I think... I'm not upset if we keep him at all, but I think that he needs to be someone that probably facilitates another move. I'm then going to throw out a couple names that are controversial because I want to get your opinion on it. I'm not saying get rid of him, throwing him out there. Looking at the midfield, looking at the mix, we're too slow, been talked about, too samey. We need diversity. If If we go down more of maybe the Collingwood route of, you get rid of someone you would never have thought we get rid of to make something else happen, to use value. Would you move on and look to get something in return for either Matt Kennedy or George Hewitt? For sure. For sure. I think Kennedy more likely for me. I think the, mm. I think the, the potential value back for who He's he higher. is would be yeah. higher. I think so totally. too. Totally. I, I thought you were actually going to go even more red hot than that and go someone higher in the, that green list. 
it's um, it's next <laughs> it's next oh, on my run sheet but good. that was the one i wanted to I'm start very off open with to that. because yeah i kind of agree and, and again it depends what you're getting in and what that allows you to do because i'm happy with matt kennedy i'm happy yeah, enough with george hewitt because i mean last year again but i'm talking like what i've seen this year is just what george hewitt is but mm. last year was a like second best fantastic. midfielder and you hope you can get that back out of him. But looking at the mix, if that allows you to bring in someone else, you know, let's let's go r- ridiculous right now. If you are able to move some money around and move some capital around and all of a sudden you get rid of Matt Kennedy and that allows you to bring in a Darcy Parrish into the midfield or whoever the big midfielder is that's available, you're going, you can have George Hewitt too. You know what I mean? Like you these yeah. players are starting to move. And so I just wanted to get a gauge With on you. a few of the players in this squad that not ideally you get rid of, but oh, if it facil- facilitates something, yes. do you get that done? And then the last one Love it. on that list is then Harry Mackay, who gets spoken about all the time. Yeah. Is he someone that if we were able to get all the other business done that fixes this team, is he someone that you'd move? Well... It's obviously a very different scenario because it means that you need to have a best 22 best forward come in, right? Yep. Can you get that? Not sure where that is. Yeah. And that's why that's why I, I am leading to where you are, where I just don't think Harry can go because no. he's still a superstar. He's still one of the better marks in this competition. He's been down a little bit on kicks, but... There's nothing else you can bring in that'll be remotely close. I don't know what wheeling and dealing you could do to get it done. The money, no one had come at the, to the table to get you anything decent knowing his contract. It's it's a keep for me, and I'm very happy to keep Harry Mackay as one of the <laughs> a, a former Coleman medalists that is still a really good footballer. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely keeping Harry. Now, nice. this is the fun part, Lockie. We're going to go through a lot of names. If you like your trade content, this is the deep dive for you. You know I do. Because we need a key defender. We need a Ruckman or backup Ruckman. We need a half forward, a small forward, and we potentially need some dynamic midfielders. So we're going to go through most of the potential somewhat realistic players that will be moving at the end of this season. Out of contract, restricted free agent, unrestricted free agent. And then we're going to double down and we're going to look at the pre-agents who are out of contract at the end of next year that maybe instead of losing them for nothing, we jump early and try to get them Mm. now. And I want to get your opinion on all of these. And I want the listeners, I want the viewers, I want their opinions on all of these. Tell me if there's anyone that you love that you go, this is the pay we need to be moving heaven on earth to. How do we get the deals done? And then also let me know. Who else? Have we missed someone? Who should we be targeting? So let's go through this long list of names. Let's start at the defenders. And we've got a restricted free agent that's 25 years of age, shares a last name, shares way too much DNA with one of our players. (laughs) In Ben Mackay, do you make the move? Sure. I'm into it. I mean, it makes sense with our... Depth chart of what we need. I I I like that. I like it. What do you think gets it done? Roughly. That's. Do you have any impossible. idea? I actually have no idea. Mm. I don't know either. Is he a first rounder? Because I'd be put off by that. That but doesn't I feel, like he feel is right because he's a key defender. 
Yeah. If you get, no. let's say, let's say hypothetically, Mitch McGovern goes, you move some picks, and then it mm. ends up somewhat being a gov goes, you bring in Ben Mackay. Is that a move yeah. you want? Is that I better think- for the list? I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert on these opposition guys, but I, I feel like Ben Mackay is a better long-term prospect for us than, yeah. than Gov. He's, been, he's had an interesting season. Started off horrifically, and then all of a sudden starts to play a few games, good games, and you go, okay, this is the Ben Mackay I'm aware of. Helps to drop his price a little bit. Yeah, I'm not convinced that he is the player that we want him to be oh, to fix this neither. hole. So it would really, the money would have to be low, which I don't think it would be. And the deal would have to be for not much, which I don't think it would be. So I feel like that rules sure. him out, but I would Fair definitely enough. be entertaining it. He's definitely a player I'd be like, okay, let's have a look. Because I think if you can lock him down as the more number one key defender, Weedering almost plays a bit more of that second intercept. And then who knows? Maybe you've got Gov. Maybe you've got Kemp that can stay in this team and you've got all these tall fellas down there. Who knows? Mm. But... Yeah. Uh, next one, a bit yeah. more of a depth option, knowing we have a lot of lack of depth in our defense. From the Sydney Swans, 26 years of age, restricted free agent, Lewis Malikin. What do you think? <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard for me to be like a hard no on any of these guys because there's just so many variables. Yeah. So, yeah. like, would you rather He's have definitely... him than Sam Durden? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And, that, and that's kind of why I threw his name out there as a, say you've made all these moves, you lose Gov, you can't bring in anyone else in and you're desperate for a body. He's fine, but like he, he's more list clogger territories for me. He's <laughs> very much, if you've depleted your squad too much and you need some sort of key defender, have a look, see if you can get him for nothing. Yeah. But uh, there's no way you'd prize him out giving him more football than he's getting at Sydney. So I would whether he would even want to do the deal. Um, And then this is a tough one because this is more unrealistic. Money-wise, everything. He's more of a key forward, but I see him, honestly, when I look at him as a more intercepting third defender in a Harry Himmelberg restricted free agent. Thoughts? Yeah, of course. Uh, there's, but there's just too much smoke around this. I think it's yeah. it, he'll move, but it won't be to us. I agree. I think he's too pricey. There's too much competition, so we're not going to be able to move. And I just, he's not a re- unrestricted. So you, I don't know. You'd you'd have to throw so much money at him that it's a compo pick that we aren't giving him, or you've yeah. got to make a trade happen. I just don't think it'll happen. But he would have been a really good Gov replacement if you end up having a move Agreed. him on, but I guess price-wise not there. Move on to general defenders. I know this is an area that we have potentially a plethora of, but maybe this is where you do what Lockie said and you cash in on a Zach Williams and bring one of these guys in and play a bit of more of that money ball that gets to be likes to be thrown around quite a lot in the trade circle. So you, you were doing a trade yeah. show. I had to throw the, the most horrific word in trades out there. Uh, looking at an out-of-contract 21-year-old Victorian yeah. that looks like he's moving to Victoria. Apparently, every single Victorian club is into him, Miles Bergman. Yeah, and that's why I would balance my expectation on this. Yeah, I really like him, but it just doesn't feel right, yeah. does it? I doesn't feel like he is... That's the priority of our list that 
we would move heaven and earth to make it a priority. Because currently, no. depth chart, not above Doc, not above Saad, not above Williams. He's above maybe Newman, but Newman plays more lockdown, so I like that side of it. So I don't know. Like He, he gets in, yeah. but he doesn't get in. You know what I mean? It just feels like a waste of the resources. Uh, someone that maybe might not be, uh, 26 years of age, unrestricted free agent from Port Adelaide, again, Riley Bonner. Tell me where Riley Bonner's at at the moment. No idea. Does he has he been playing this season? <laughs> I don't watch a lot of Port Adelaide. But oh, I thought you were about to. Oh, it felt like the opposite. Okay. No, I I just threw another name in there if you want another depth option. But I, I again, I kind of it was more a name if we were doing some deals with some of these halfbacks like Zach Williams. He's someone you could potentially bring in, but I just don't think it's worth it when. I'd probably rather persist with a Chin Cotter and Boyd for me. But I just thought yeah. I'd throw some names out for every position, make things yeah. interesting. Now we move to the juicy part, the Ruckman. Oh, so we've got a juicy? few. Well, the position is, are the players? That's what I want to hear from you. We've got three unrestricted free agents. I was going to throw all three out there. We have a 25-year-old Matthew <laughs> Flynn. We have a 34-year-old Toddy Goldstein and a 30-year-old Scott Lysette. Any of those excite Yuck. you at all, Lockie? Excite is a great way to phrase it. Definitely not. Mm. It goes back to there's no way we're playing any of these three with Pitt. Agreed? Yes. Agreed. So, so are you keeping Pitt as a backup option, not playing? And are you bringing in, I guess, maybe a Lysette or a Goldstein to be the number one? And or TDK goes so Flynn's a backup. What do you? Because there's like ten thousand ruckmen at GWS. So what are you doing? Do you, would you take? Would you take a Lysette or a Goldstein over Mark Pitnet right now as your number one? I don't think so. Definitely not Goldstein. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because like Goldstein for a year feels like a waste. Because it's like, well, are we are we expecting Hudson O'Keefe to all of a sudden be the guy? Do we think Pitt's the guy and he needs a, a year to develop in the twos? I don't agree with that. Pitt's, so, Pitt's better than the game that we saw against Gold Coast as well. Like, that's clouding my memory, just how horrible he was in that yeah. game. He's better than that. My play here that I wouldn't be upset with is if DeConing goes, you bring across a Matt Flynn for absolutely nothing as a you're a depth option because mm. our depth past that is non-existent. It's all <sighs> developing players that aren't really ready for AFL football. Knowing there's a Bruce and a Briggs that are probably ahead of him in the pecking order, I'd say GWS, gives him a for better sure. landing spot where he could he could potentially jump over a pit. You don't know. I'm not upset if that's an option as, again, mm. just pure depth. set. I'd probably have him over Pitt, but he's 30. So, like, what's it? Is it wor- is that yeah. worth it? It feels like there just isn't that Ruckman that's above Pitt or that's dynamic in a way yeah. that would be that deconing replacement. So, for well all said. of those, I'm pretty much steering clear unless we're desperate for depth and 
And well, if, if, if Goldstein wants to come over and play second fiddle in the twos all year and be a, maybe yeah. he's the next coach coming through and you get him in that role, I don't know if he's that kind of player. Is that some experience yeah. you need in the squad that knows he hasn't doesn't hasn't hasn't had the prestige, but he's played some finals and I'm sure he's a he's got a lot of knowledge in the game. Can he pass that on? Yeah. Is that an option? I don't know. But if he's that and player, if can... he's gonna be a future coach. Then yeah, get him across. Why not? If TDK is gone like we think that he is, then we cannot roll into next year with yeah Hudson as our number two. No, we can't. And so, so that's when you start to maybe take a look. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, so that's an interesting discussion. And there's another one, another couple when we look at the pre-agents too that'll be fun. Uh, midfielders. Big one. Mm. Restricted free agent. Feels impossible. Doesn't feel right, does it? Darcy Parish. <sighs> yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't feel, feel right. That market. Yeah. It'd be lovely. Uh, would complement that midfield beautifully, but yeah, yeah it's just what do you do? You'd have to move so much money around; it's not funny. Surely, there's no way you could convince him because you don't have the money, and then convince mm. him to come to Carlton arrival. Would Essendon want a deal? It just feels like if Darcy I mean, Parish played for North too. Melbourne, there's a good chance, but <laughs> I don't know. Like it just, it doesn't feel like it's even in the realm nah. of possibility. Yeah. Another one that doesn't feel possible, but maybe he fits another list need that isn't a position, but it's leadership and experience that we keep talking mm. about. On-field leadership knows what it's all about. A 33-year-old yeah. unrefricted free agent in Trent Cotton. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> you, got, you got through that one. Have a drink. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just not going to happen, is it? No. But I, but not 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 that it excites me a whole lot. Like I can see that I can see why mm. it could be valuable, but it won't happen. Let's say let's say for example, he is Richmond are like we can't really. We'd love to keep you for a year, but we don't we don't want you playing in the twos all year. Mm. You you want to become a coach. You don't want to stay at Richmond and start your coaching career because you know like I say a Sam Mitchell where he went to. West Coast, for instance, player True. moves on. And so there's an option for him to to go to another club. Is that then some somewhere you'd like him to be at us? Like, sorry, I said that incredibly weird, but would you like him to, <laughs> I've been speaking for so long, my brain know, has disappeared. Because my issue with a Cochin, as far as I'd love the leadership, I'd love all of that. Where mm. does he play because i i yeah, don't know if he's best 22 forward. at all i don't like him as a half forward midfield it, work, it feels like it's an issue uh, we're already no. lacking for pace and whatever he's he'll be what 34 you know he's 35 next year like he'll be a half forward kind of thing which yeah, yeah doesn't and feel. i feel like that's a it's a it's an it's better than an ed curno i'll take that it's a step up but it just feels like it's yeah. not ideal we want his experience, but not his position. Uh, maybe a bit more of an interesting one. We've got an out-of-contract 22-year-old, mm. highly touted junior, hasn't broken his way into his current team at Sydney. He's yeah. an outside mid. He'd be a cheap option. Running capacity and foot skills were in his draft profile. It is Dylan Stevens from Sydney. 
Yeah, I guess he has all kind of the ingredients for an interesting get, right? Mm. He yeah. hasn't excited me when I've watched him at Sydney a whole lot. Um, but I guess the ingredients are there for like a breakout in a new environment, I guess. Mm. There'd potentially be a spot for him, but yeah, it depends. I would need someone that knows a lot more about him to make the call. I threw the name out there, but I'm not convinced. What I've seen like you, it hasn't impressed. No, of course not. I haven't been like, oh yeah, he actually is going to do it. He just can't break yeah. into the team. It doesn't feel like he's, I guess, a Tom Mitchell that was knocking down the door in the twos <laughs> but couldn't break in because Sydney had such good midfield. It's like yeah. Sydney have a good midfield, but he's not doing all he can in a way. It feels no. as if it'd be a selection we'd get and he just wouldn't ever come on. But at least he fits the bill, I suppose. And then another one, not too sure if you know much about him, unrestricted really free agent, James Jordan, 22 from Melbourne. Yeah, I definitely know less about mm. him than old Dill. So Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he can kind of play a bit of both. He's got some decent foot skills. I don't, I don't know if he fully fits the bill of the midfield that we're looking for right now, um, but just thought yeah. I'd throw his name out there. Then, like it. moving on to wingers, I know we're pretty... We feel like we've got enough wingers now. But can I interest you in a 34-year-old out-of-contract Isaac Smith? 35 going into next year. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he would be above those guys. Uh, another year older. But would you take him... Oh, and his know, leadership is that big, i'm just I'm, I'm looking at trying to almost manufacture this leadership and experience and standards and understanding what it <laughs> takes he's got that clearly fair point it's a fair point great player we know his output isn't necessarily incredible he's been fine this year he hasn't been mm. as good as he was mm. last year i guess i'm just looking at him compared to a trent cochin and thinking if he plays that wing role like, he's competing with an Ollie Hollands who's young, who probably won't play every game next year. A Jackson Binns who's developing probably won't or doesn't need to play every game next year. You've got a Matt Cottrell that, again, he's kind of on the fringe. And then a Blake Akers who came across as being a little bit disappointing. I'm just seeing that yeah. as an area that I doubt he would want to come to us and finish his year. There, maybe Cookie can do. Something. I think maybe, yeah. I don't, maybe I don't know. Does he have any connection? I know he he probably wasn't even at Geelong when Isaac Smith was at Geelong. But is there any pull? Do we have anyone that can Andrew Russell? Do, do you know anything about Isaac Smith? Can you get him across? Because I just feel like position wise, looking at anyone that has some experience and leadership qualities, he's basically yeah. the only one I see available that could walk into the best twenty-two and play some football. I agree with everything you said. I think I, I get clouded when we do this by like, I just don't, that just seems so far-fetched that he would yeah. be like, yes, let's do it. Mm. Like, It's again, unless there's would, some coaching role or something, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But I just sure, thought I'd throw sure. it out there because I said last year I would have loved him or when he was, sorry, when he was last out of contract and then went to Geelong. But, yep. you know, what do you yeah, do? He, he, wanted, he yeah, went anyway. and won a bloody... Premiership. <laughs> he did. Uh, moving on to clearly the areas of need in the forward line. 
this is where we've got a lot of names. So maybe we might try and speed through this a little bit hmm. and only spend time on a few of them in particular. Cool. And the one we'll spend a lot of time on potentially is Jade Gresham. The links are coming thick. There's a lot mm. of smoke. Restricted free agent, 25 years of age. He's in the prime of his life, Lockie. Do you want Jade Gresham to fit fill that half forward slash midfield pinch hitting game breaking position? I think you're going to have a stronger opinion on this than me. So I don't. I want to hear what you say first. I have no idea because that is not what I expected. Because <laughs> Jade Gresham, I love the idea of Jade Gresham. Yeah. Game breaker, he can turn, he can win a game for you, he can jump in the midfield, he's got a bit of pace to him, can play forward, can kick goals, he's at the prime age, he's a free agent, so you're not going to have to do too much to get him out, but he's going to be on a lot of coin, I would assume, because he's a free agent. The market would dictate you pay overs for free agents. Restricted, so if they did match, you'd have to do a trade or you have to pay enough to get a good compo pick. We don't have a lot of salary cap room at the moment, so you'd almost be bringing him in as a final piece, the cherry on top. I don't think he's that player. Every time I see him play, I am so underwhelmed. Oh my god, I was the same thing. And then you look at his stats, and it's like he's got a kicking efficiency of two percent, and you're like, oh, that's great. He can't kick the football, and what do we need in this team, guys who can kick the football? I just feel like he he's better than Zach Fisher, but by how much? And I think what you'd be paying him is not how much I think he's better than Zach Fisher. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it looks like we might get him, and oh, God, it worries me. Well, now you're on the record with all this nonsense. Mm. Uh, I'm the same. Like every time I've watched them this year, I've gone in with that thought of like, yeah, oh, Is he could he be our guy? And I'm like, oh, I hope not. <laughs> it's just, it's the money. It's the money he's on would be my issue. If Jade Gresham takes like nothing money, then it's like, oh yeah, cool. But he's not going to. Otherwise, he'll yeah. stay at St Kilda. But he's just yeah, he's inconsistent. Foot skills let him down. I don't love it. I don't love it. There's a chance he comes to us. There's a chance he becomes a superstar. And he lives out the dream that you think Jade Gresham is. The issue is St. Kilda fans are being like, yeah, take him. St. Kilda fans don't want to hold on to him. That's a, That should be red flags. That, says, that should say a lot. Has there ever been a footballer that has been this, hasn't lived mm. up to their potential, that has come to Carlton and lived up to the potential? Hmm. No, we don't develop talent. So it makes me more yeah. weary. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think of Jade Gresham because he could come to us. Who knows? Uh, moving to some maybe more fun players. Who knows? From Geelong, out of contract, yeah. 24 years old. Don't, don't think he would ever leave Geelong. But if he does, I will take him. Brad Close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, Perfect. He, he would be in my top 10 favorite yes. players. Non-Carlton, yeah. I would say. Uh, someone get an easy cookie. Do what you can. I mm. assume he would re-sign. He would be dumb not to. But I don't know. Can you can you say, Maybe is there a part of you that goes, 
we can offer you way more midfield minutes. You can come in and be that missing piece in that midfield. To the Is Zach that what Williams we do? treatment. Yeah, because he plays more half forward. We pinch hits in the midfield. Can you? I, the only way I could see Brad Close moving was if you offered him more mid time. We could maybe do that. Is he that player? I don't know, but mm, yeah, I'm I'd not yes on to, that. But I'd say yes to yep. Brad Close. Uh, Chad Wingard out of contract, 29. Ugh. I think he will be 30 by next year. Looking at this, this is what I'll say. I am not for Chad Wingard, but I'll give you the sell because my okay. mate tried to sell me Chad Wingard. And by the end, I was is actually... Hawthorne, mate? No. Goes for the doggies. Was just saying, what about this guy? And then did the sell. And I was like, oh, I went from never to like, oh, I'm actually thinking about it. Okay. We need half forward, guy who can kick goals, guy who can have a little bit of impact in the midfield. Uh-huh. Chad Wingard's got some experience. He... Does have some durability issues, but he would be on no money. You would get, you would, it, he'd be like getting a patty down. You would give up nothing for him. He would basically be a free hit player on yep. your list that would be seeking more football because he's not getting into Hawthorne's team at the moment. I know he's had some injury things. He like bit his tongue off or something crazy. He had the weirdest injury of all time. Uh, now can't get back in. Low risk in value mm. contract and trading wise, would that tempt you into a Chad Wingard at all? Yeah, you can you can talk me into it with all of the variables being right like that. For sure. Mm. Yeah, like that like yes, if everything was right in that way. There's a there's a chance that anything's possible. Yeah. Sure. He could he could go back to like whatever it was, twenty seventeen port or something. Mm. But if, he played seven. He played seven yeah. games this year. Eleven mm. disposals per game. He's kicked two goals in seven yeah. games. Yeah, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good, and I think that's it. If somehow we had done all our business, and Hawthorne were kind of like, nah, we don't want you at all. Yeah, and it was almost like here's a rookie spot, Chad Wingard. Come sure. in, I'll take it. Other than that, no. I do not want to touch Chad Wingard. Uh, unrestricted free agent. We're moving on now. He's 27 years of age. Plays a bit of high half. Plays half forward. Hmm. Kind of plays anywhere you need him to. Believe he would have been a premiership player. Alex Neil Bullen. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm not going to give strong takes on a lot of these ones. But like Alex Neil Bullen, sure, why not? Hmm. I feel like he's more... I like him what, enough. I'm, I'm intrigued with him because I feel like he's such a role player. And that's mm. something I feel like we lack, particularly in that high half forward where like every single week, it's like six, seven out of 10 for Neil Bullen. Sometimes he hits the scoreboard, yeah. does some nice things. involved in the chains. I doubt he'd leave Melbourne. I feel like he'd only want to go for either ridiculous cash or more midfield minutes. And I don't think we offer mm. either of those. But I don't know if something happened and you could convince him to... To come in, maybe Melbourne are starting to move on from him. He's hitting that, yeah. hitting that age, twenty-seven, and maybe there's a young kid that they're saying offers a bit more flair, and he it just is that more stability piece on the high half forward. I don't know. Unrestricted free agent makes it interesting. I don't know. Mm. Uh, next one is an out of contract play from Adelaide. 
I did not realize this man was 28 years old. Maybe I've Googled the wrong Shane McAdam because I could have sworn this guy was like 23 years of age. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts? Can't break into this Adelaide team anymore. Been taken over by a Rankin and Rochelle and a Ben Keys. Would you take a McAdam? Do you think he would be best 22 at us? Best 25? Probably, yeah. I don't love him, but... I, okay, and this is and this is not me saying I'm desperate for Shane McAdam because I'm not at all. But is he better or on par with what oh, yeah. you've seen so far from Zach Fisher, Jack Silvani, Ed Kerno, and David Cunningham? I cannot comment on him because I don't know anything about him. One game this season, and you say that's yeah. because you can't break in. Yeah, they, they they've they've moved they've brought in other players instead. I don't think it's a good option because of that. Like Adelaide, obviously playing well, and he's shown some decent games in the past. He's had some good games against us. It was an option where I was like, oh, okay, Adelaide playing good footy, he's okay. If we're desperate for depth, but I don't know. I feel like if I'm bringing in someone. I want them to be like nailed on best 22 that excite me rather than this. He's just adding to this crop rather than overtaking them. Cool. Moving on to the next one. We will go from Geelong, 24, out of contract. Grand Mars. What what are your Hmm. your thoughts on him? Big yes. Sure. I would 100%. Don't think think he'd leave. Career. Season he's having on this high half forward, Incre- I think he's like leading, or he was definitely up there for like defensive inside fifty tackles or whatever. Um, yeah. Killing it, his work rate unbelievable. Would definitely take grind if possible. Can't kick for goal. He's set shots the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But impact player, so I don't mind it. Um, mm. I'm restricted free agent now at the doggies. Twenty seven, Toby McLean. <laughs> Jeez, so. Pretty exciting. Yeah. He, he, I used to be so high on this guy. Had a few injuries. Hasn't really been the same player since. I think that he he's like borderline best 22 for dogs. He's often like the scapegoat. Like they have a loss and he's like dropped. He's that player. Yeah. And then all of a sudden has a few games in the twos. They need to make a change. And it's like Toby McLean's back in. And then he plays two games, gets dropped again. <laughs> It's kind of what he is, and yeah, yeah, I don't think he's the player for us, but would be cheap if we're desperate. Then we move to a 31-year-old, a bit of experience. Yeah. Not really that high half forward, but more goal kicker, which we lack in this forward line. <sighs> Not a premiership player, famously. There was a restaurant incident over him not being <laughs> a uh, premiership player. It is Jakey Milkshake's Milkshake. What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, man. These all seem, correct me if I'm wrong, just so, I can't imagine any of these. Yeah. That's all that's out there. That, As far as uncontracted players, that? this is the list. This is what we're dealing with, and we're desperate for players. Ben McKay is the only one that I can freaking imagine. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of him, but not at his age. And nah, it's a pass from me. I just I wasn't sure if there was going to be one of these plays I'd throw out, and all of a sudden it's like you're you, you've loved it from birth. 
Um, they might come. <laughs> Give well, it time. maybe it's this guy, 20 years of age, it's has, not. has struggled to break into Brisbane's team. Finally did it the last couple of weeks. He's out of contract. It is Kai Aloman. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm here for, like, if, if we're moving on from, like, Kerno retires, Zach Fisher mm. goes to West Coast, whatever, maybe Cunners is injured again. Take a, a cheap flyer on young guys yeah. like this. Like, it hasn't worked out for someone like Fogarty, but maybe one in every five of these mm. flies that we take, it'll actually work out. Yeah. I have nothing against him. He has been playing really, really well in the twos. I will give him that. Like, he has been someone that's kind of knocking on the door for that Brisbane team, but Brisbane's got a good forward line, so it's really hard for him to find his way into things. It's just, yeah, he's 20. Is he going to walk straight into our team? I don't know. Would he leave because of, like, can we offer him enough that he'd want to leave that system? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not convinced. And then one I'm definitely not convinced with, but maybe he's that leadership player, 31, <laughs> unrestricted free agent from West Coast, Jamie Cripps. I mean, I, it, I'm a sucker for a bit of family. I'm a sucker for it. But that's all that, that's all that really excites yeah. me. I don't think he'd get into our team. I think he's past it and injuries no, no. are an issue. Then we've got two small forwards to blitz through, which is maybe more what we're looking for. Who knows? Mm. Sam Wicks from Sydney, 23 years of age, played a fair bit this season, shown a little yeah. bit, yeah, out of contract, but not sure he would leave Sydney now that he's actually playing. Yeah. Do you think he would be... Yeah, not enough is coming to me. Would he be the best small forward on our list if he came? And that's the issue. Is he just jumping into the crop of what we have? Mm, Probably. Do you think he's better than better than always? And would you rather us keep trying to develop a Durden and Motlop? I definitely I definitely believe instead in of, still. Instead of playing a 23-year-old Wix, you probably would. Sure. Yeah. So, no from me. Now, Liam Henry, 21 years of age. Mm. What are your thoughts? I, got I'm a bit of history with this man. To, I was going to say, remind me, draft night. Is that right? Yes. Sauce famously started bidding on every single player under the sun mm. um, and bid on him as a fuck you to Ross Lyon. Um, it mm. was to Frio. Is what he, no, fuck you to Frio for Ross Lyon, sorry, is what he was doing there, bidding on him, making Freo have to match and, and do it because they shafted his good mate Ross Lyon and that's how petty Sauce is doesn't care about list management at Carlton just goes nah whatever to to stick it to Fremantle um, hasn't really go. nailed a spot down as a small forward played a bit of wing yeah. in and out of their team do you think he can unlock what he is I think some clubs will be sniffing around sure I'm not sure we sure. will be yeah I, I don't think so either I don't, I don't think we would like you said yeah. add a guy to that crop Okay, now it could be some fun parts because I'm looking at next year. This is I'm exciting. seeing some names. I'm seeing some pre-agents, some out-of-contract players after the next season that maybe we could get earlier. Do you think <laughs> we could convince any of these? And are you excited for them? I'm we will excited start about some names, yeah. at the Rucks. Good free agent. He's 25 years of age. This is our, this is our man. Porter talks about him. Sean Darcy. 
now that Frio have got their man, they've got Luke Jackson. Is there room for two of them? Luke Jackson's <laughs> clearly the future. They've, they've spent all the money on him. Sean Darcy will be a restricted free agent end of next year. He's hitting the peak of his powers. He wants to be the number one. Can Frio guarantee him the number one? Do you make a move now? If we imagine that TDK is gone, yep, and we have Pitt, O'Keefe, and Murkov, I guess so. What do you think the deal would cost us <sighs> trade-wise? If we went now and said, we'll take Sean Darcy off here a year before, yeah. what do we have to give up that would even make Frio say, yeah, let's do it? Let's yeah. do it. Fantastic, fantastic question. Is it Zach Fisher and a second rounder? Would that get it done or am I delusional? I don't know if that would get it done, but I, I would do it that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I just I feel like a first rounder is ridiculous for Ruckman and I don't want to pay a first rounder. It feels yeah. stupid. Again, I hate oh it always gets me talking about like first rounder. Mm. If we're talking about pick four, that's that would be ridiculous. But mm. if somehow we got Collingwood's first rounder, mm. that's such a different pick, right? Well, okay. Would you give them a future first, knowing that next year we'll have the mm. Camparelli twins, so we potentially might not need a first round pick because mm. we'll be doing the, the points matching, which we've never done in our lives. So that'll be exciting to see. Is that an area, if you're again predicting us to be better next year, Oh, and then you maybe get something. Right. Maybe you, you we give them. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing this on the fly, so I don't know if this is overs. Yeah. Future yeah, yeah, first, and a Zach Fisher, and you get back like a second and something else. That feels right to me. Well, oh, I don't know. So that that means we're basically saying, Pitt, you're not playing unless Darcy's injured, right? I have no issue with that scenario. I, I don't think I do not think, and I'll say this right now, that Pitanet should be our number one ruckman for the next four years of his contract. And I think if we do, okay. we are in a lot of trouble because he's not a number one ruckman in my eyes. Fair. He's a backup, unless you have this deconing system that might work really well. I don't know. That's my opinion. So you're in for Darcy then? I don't know. I don't think I am, even though I've said all this. Because he's so, injury-prone, and I feel like you're giving up too much. But there's just... Yeah, so... He's injury-prone as hell. I worry. Th th then you're telling me that Pitt's going to be our number one ruckman, because I, don't, I just cannot see... No, I hate that. Prying... Yeah, I well, there's no other number one ruck that we're going to pry. Ja like, I know you got Jared Witts there. No, Jared Witts is he the man? And 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 un, sorry, a restricted free agent, thirty years of age. He'll be thirty-one by the time he's out of contract, or maybe even thirty-two. Is he someone that you'd prefer? Um, I, I prefer know. Sean Darcy. I would prefer him over Witts. I think Witts. 
but wits potentially buys you a couple of years. I guess wits wits allows you. I'm just I'm selling wits now. I'm not saying I want him, but bringing him yeah. in would potentially allow you to allow a Hudson O'Keefe or someone you draft to develop for two years mm. and be that guy. And he can just hold the fort down a lot better than I think Peter Nett can, knowing that we want to build around oh. this midfield strength. Because, and the reason I say it, and the reason I'm, I'm throwing him out there, and I'm throwing mm. out his understudy and out of who will be an out of contract 21 year old Ned Moyle, is there's a lot of raps for Ned Moyle. Plays really Stop well in the twos. Ned Moyle. Ned Moyle. Ned Moyle. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about this guy. He's 21, so he's taken a bit to develop. But they see him quite highly. So this could be the area where you either go, Ned's our guy. We go for him. Pry him out saying he could play number one ruck. He can take over TDK spot. <sighs> or... Ned, because someone's coming after Ned, they go, no, he's our number one. Shit, that means Witsy's now number two. We take Witsy. Mm. Yeah, it's a good sell. Buys your time for, to develop sell. someone else because we're clearly a few years before uh, anyone else gets into that place. Worst case, Witsy breaks down and you got pit there. This is stressing me just, out a bit. The ruck scenario is cooked and there's no one to bring in. Lie, set and forget. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what we've got to do. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, this, this is giving you get me the Bruce. Ick. I don't know. He's out of contract too, Briggsy. but I did not have him on this list. It looks like Briggs is me. No, the he ruck is scenario is atrocious. Nothing, yeah, none just, of it. Yeah, that's going to work out. is the only thing that like slightly entices me but I'm not convinced. He is very, very good when when healthy. Do we he want another all. injury-prone player? Yeah. All right. Anyway, Rux. So let's know your thoughts on the Rux because it's, it's the hardest thing ever in this football club. Good luck, Nick Austin. If you're watching, I'm praying for you, buddy, because I don't mm. know how you get us out of this jam. Uh, let's go to some exciting midfielders now. Out of you, contract. You, sh- you cannot yeah. even read this name out. What? This name does not deserve to be read out in this segment. What do you there mean? There is no, there are, what it, there is just absolutely no chance in hell. You don't reckon and we're I getting love Errol? him. We're not getting Errol? <laughs> out of contract? God, I Pre-agent? love him so much. He's so Sydney's good. He's midfield. There's, they got so many mouths to feed. There's so much money in those players. Mills. Parker, <laughs> Rowbottom, um, who else they got? Chad, Water. they got to pay them. All of a sudden, one comes out. Dylan Stevens. Dylan Stevens, all of a sudden, he has a breakout campaign. And it's like Errol is in the palm of our hands. No, I don't think it's realistic at all, but I would be, I'd be bloody. You can have Kennedy, you can have Hewitt, you can have Zach Williams, you can have them all. Gov, do you want Gov? Do you want TDK? Hang on. They want DeConing. Errol. We want Errol. What about this? Yeah. Fisher, say he wants to go to Sydney. And our first round pick this year. I don't think Fisher's going to Sydney. 
Fisher. Sydney oh, aren't touching Zach Fisher. Give me, give me an arbitrary player. So, okay, just say then. Yep. What do we have right now? Pick four. Mm. For him, straight up. Oh. Yes, easy. Of course. Easy. easy. Why don't I even think about it? Yeah, done. Make it happen. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Deconing for Papley. Errol is the kind. Like, it's lose. like, but Errol's that's perfect. like Nick Dacos no to chance, me. But like, yeah, it would. I feel like it's. It would just connect everything. Well, so much. Let's better. let's go down this Sydney rabbit hole just quickly. Deconing. Yeah. Let's say we could try and get a player across. Like, is there anyone that may be slightly more realistic? That's not Errol. That's maybe not Papley. That you're thinking is worth bundling in this rather than oh, a first rounder God. that maybe sorts out any of our issues? Or is there anyone from St. Kilda? I'm just going for the teams that are there. Because I tell you what, mm. give me Brad Close for bloody um, deconing and draft pick. Deconing and a draft pick for Close? No. Deconing for close and a draft pick. Yes, I would do that. Yeah, yeah I would. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Mm. But who knows? They got mouse to feed. Maybe they. Maybe we can offer more money by that stage. I don't know. But yes, yeah. my next one's maybe more unrealistic like as well. But remember, mate, there were those juicy rumors last year. I don't know if you remember the trade period. Maybe we can will them into existence <laughs> again. <laughs> who started these again? I think, it was, sure. I think it was Cam Dempster, one of the one of the absolute greats, one of the greatest <sighs> afternoons on Carlton Twitter. But Bailey Smith, mate, he's mm. he's out of contract at the end of next year, and he, this is maybe ridiculous to say, but I'm looking at the doggies right now. I've been watching them closely over the last few weeks. They're not giving him CBAs. Yep. They're playing him out wide. They're playing him up half forward on the wing. Yeah. He's exactly what we need right now. I agree. Clearly. He's you don't need to sell him to me. But I don't know why the hell they're not playing him in the guts in the CBAs because I reckon he would be in so much for us. Could you be like to, to Banger, go, mate, Bevo doesn't want you. He's, he's, he wants you on the wing. You'll never, live, you'll never spend one second on the wing at Carlton. You're in the middle for us. You're out of contract next year. Come to us. We will have you. Maybe, I don't know, Bevo loves his weird players. What weird player from us do you reckon Bevo would love <laughs> on our list? That like is, is genuinely question. not that good a player, but Bevo's like, we could play him as our second ruck. Maybe Jack Silvani is perfect for them, playing a player out of position. I don't yeah, know. Do they, need, do they need a Matt Kennedy? Instead, Matt Kennedy for Bailey Smith. He was the first name that came to mind. I feel like that, I don't know. I, I feel like they need Bailey Smith, but they don't use him. So I don't get it. I don't understand Bevo. He makes no sense. Yeah, that would excite but, me. But maybe we start the campaign. We've already got we've already got the graphics made up. So Do you want to like, just, just make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just, yeah. Load your burner up. Get it going. And let's get that going. Uh, that'd be nice. I don't think it'll happen, but it's just the fact that, I don't know, they're starting to not play him in the guts too much. We can. We can. Sure. Uh, another one who is out of favour, a lot more out of favour, a brother, another brother from mm. the Carlton Football Club, 
not Ollie, but it's Elijah Hollands from the Gold Coast Suns, out of contract and a next year. Midfielder, bit of half forward, bit of crafty, can play a bit of both. Was potentially touted as the bloody number one pick at one stage until he got injured in his draft year. We love one yeah. of those. Just does not seem to be able to get into this Gold Coast team for whatever reason. Is he worth a flyer? Obviously would have grown up a Carlton supporter. Yep. Brothers? You know, you know I'm with a Ollie. for that. Is he, if you could get him for not much? Yeah. Is he worth something? For not much, of course. Of course. Okay. okay. Right? Yeah. I like, I'm yes. I'm like, you're not for much. Yeah. yeah, let's go for it. I don't know if he's going to solve our problems. He can't get into the Gold Coast squad, which makes plenty of eyebrows raised, but... Oh, there was just so much hype around this kid. Surely there's some talent in there that we won't be able to get out of him. And then he'll clog our list for four years. And that sounds like a great deal. Moving on to some wingers. I know we don't need wingers, <coughs> but I love this man. Out of contract. Yeah, I like him too. 20 years old. Max Holmes from Geelong. Yep, I like get him. Get it done. Give him Blake Akers. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's another one that could be in the deconing deal. Could we be like, give us Holmesy? And maybe they go, screw it. He's out of contract next year. Mm. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, I like you thinking, Brownie. Just one there. Now we'll move again to the problem area, the forward line. Forward line is an issue. And the first name I've got on here will be one (laughs) that maybe part of me has him on there just so he never has to play against us again. I was just going to say He will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of next year, which means he will disappear for nothing. St. Kilda get nothing in return. So maybe they cash in now and we get Tim Membry and now he can kick goals against bloody St. Kilda and be Wayne Carey against them for once. What are your thoughts? Actually, I'm being serious though, on a Tim Membry. 29, (sighs) kicks goals, impacts games, has an engine. I actually think he would be perfect for our high half forward right now for a few years. Yeah. Stupidly. Depending on what we have to give up for him yeah. in that scenario that you've described. Mm. Sure. If you get considering to the return, other options. TD, okay. Like, TDK, Gresham, and Memory. What are you doing? Oh. Because Gresham's like a free agent, and then Memory's a pre agent. And DeConing's just there. And whatever, throw in some fucking stupid third round of draft picks, whatever you want. Or just or just memory oh. comes across in the trade. Or would you rather the first round pick? Wow. I think I'd rather the first round pick. Yeah, probably me too. But oh, interesting. That's, that's a really a good, good question. So I'm trying to look at the teams that we're potentially dealing with and seeing if there's anyone you could get. And I feel like Membry, at least for a few, yeah. is kind of perfect for that role. I like your thinking. Yeah, give us your thoughts on that one. Now, this guy's only included because he was dropped last week. And all of a sudden, I've gone, oh, <laughs> maybe he's out of favor. It is from Colin. Was he dropped? Rudiger. Yeah. I, swear, dropped I thought they were upset. Said omitted. Said omitted. And I don't understand what happened because... I thought he was like one of their better players. But as Bo McCreary, I'd take him in a heartbeat, to be honest. Don't think he'd be able to get him out of there. But I don't know. Maybe if he can't, if they keep him out of the team for whatever reason, start the work now, Carlton. 
Yeah, me too. But isn't he... I mean, the show how much I don't focus on these teams. Isn't he more of a small forward than a medium? Like, wouldn't he be competing... Oh, 186. No, he's tall. He's a bit you more You don't of a see runner. him as competing with like the OEs and those sorts. No, okay. I see him more yeah, as a high up board. I feel like he pushes higher up the ground and wins the ball rather than a traditional small. He doesn't feel yeah. like six foot one, but okay. Yeah. Mm, tall boy. Um, moving on to another forward. <laughs> Lincoln McCarthy, your man, 29 years of age, will be out he of contract is. end of next year. If Brisbane are maybe looking to. Maybe Loman comes out of nowhere and they go, oh, okay, this guy's moving on. Known goal kicker. Yes. Works hard to be that kind of extra option in their forward line. Doubted move, but believe yeah. he's from Melbourne. So can you say, hey, spend some time down here, Link? Is he someone that you'd like he have slots to, into the try team. to push into it? Yeah, I, I think he he is someone that, I don't know if you, you'd even be able to make him budge, but mm. hey, go for him. He's a name yeah. I want. Now, this is exciting. 22 years <laughs> of age. We'll be out of contract. I love the excitement about each of these players. It's great. Xavier yeah. Dersma. I'm saying this not because I think it will happen, because I know he's been a bit injured this year. It's not like he's out of that team, but even when he is mm. healthy, he hasn't 100% nailed down the yeah. spot. He's been a little bit in and out. I know that they would believe there's a lot of talent there. But yes, as the Butters, as the Rosies move on and get more cash, is there going to be a little spot for this man? And can we say, <laughs> you're our main boy in our forward line? Push into that midfield a little bit if you want. Vossi has the connection. It's true. Is there a chance to be really putting in the feelers now to get something happening? Give him a govern. They need a defender. <laughs> Cop that, Gov. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like him on the list. It just doesn't feel like this would happen. I know you're trying mm. so hard to yeah. sell it to me. Well, it's fun. It's fun. Of, it course, is fun. of course, we take him. Um, who knows? Yeah. Who knows, though? If we end up using a pick this year, get his brother, maybe then he'll good. have to come to the baggers. That's the way to do it. That's how I'm it talking works, about. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just giving you some feelers for the next season. Oh, I like I'll it. go through a player that I think he may be your favorite player in the AFL, actually. Oh, I love this guy. 25, restricted free agent. Would not want to stay at North because why would you? Cam nah. Zerha, your man. Yes. I don't want to say it. It's a no, isn't it? You hate him. <laughs> I don't want to say that. What's he? What's he going at? He has One the most. He game. has top five most hittable faces in the AFL. Obviously, we're up against violence on this podcast, but in a in a world where you could, you would. He makes He's us not likable. He's not likable, but I think you, if you gave up, not much. It's like, at least he'd be our dickhead at that stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's but like, it's like you know, who he rolls up like, the opposition now, not yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd, he'd and fit you know, in that high and I do like that. 
I think he is the kind of player that if he did come to us, I would I would love him in an instant. Yeah, like, I think so. It's only, and we, we, how many guys have we had in the last six years that we can rely on to kick one and a half goals a game? Yeah. What I like about him is it's the fact he is a bit of a dick. We've been talking about how nice this team is I know, and I'm how no one really does anything where it's like, just get this guy in. Because he does that every single day. And so fits a need. Surely you could potentially dangle a carrot of, hey, this is not North Melbourne. Want to come over here? And he would. I don't know. I mean, they'd probably pay him quite well over there. And we probably wouldn't do that. But, you know, who wants to stay in North Melbourne? Um, Then we've got another one who is a bit of a goal kicker. Always tends to kick goals against us. 25 years of age, restricted free agent Ben Ainsworth from Gold Coast. I feel like you're, that's all you've done with this list is who are the who players plays well against us? <laughs> only and only us. Well, clearly, I watch a lot of football that isn't Carlton, so I think he's the best player in the yeah, AFL, isn't he? Leading the Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, I haven't watched enough Gold Coast this yeah. year. It's probably a no for me. I just feel like he's he's fine, but not not right. But okay, let's blitz through the last three small forwards now. Out of contract, the end of next season. Mm. Wow. Playing at a club that is potentially the worst current team I've ever seen. Uh, Liam Ryan. Flying Ryan. Had his injury issues. Durability now a concern. But they could be looking to get some assets here. They could be looking to sort some things out. If there was a deal where Fisher goes over, Mm. Some picks are exchanged, and a Liam Ryan is given to us. Yeah, I would one hundred percent take it. Absolutely, so would I. As this long as he passes the, the medical, of, this is the kind of like yeah, the kind of dynamic mm. that we need. Yeah, because I'm just thinking like if if they're at that stage yeah. where they're maybe cashing in on a few guys, and maybe Zach Fisher helps. Yeah, a good point. Alleviate that deal. He could be someone. Because uh, okay, one, I don't mm. think we could get that isn't even on this list, but they've been floating because he's contracted. Is Tom Barris? Because oh Barris, yeah, however you pronounce his last name, I don't watch Gold Coast. Oh, Gold Coast, clearly West Coast. <laughs> We're with commentary on to know how to pronounce that man's name, but Gun, and he's oh, been he's one awesome. that's rumored that they could get a first round pick for. Oh mate, imagine that solve our defensive issues. Him weedering or and camp or give him maybe you give him gov so you don't have to get the oh get him on the phone. We're getting Ryan, we're getting oh Tommy. Give us Campbell Chesser. Mate, we'll take Nick Nat. Why not? (laughs) Get him back. What other injury injured players do you have? We'll we'll take the lot. Um, but then looking at some other small forwards, so I think that's a tick. We've got a man who was out of contract this year. You can speak played, to this one. Played enough that. games. Played enough games. Another one of your boys. Played enough games that this triggered a contract boy. extension. But then he'll be out of contract after. So even though he's triggered it, maybe he doesn't want to stay. He's from Victoria, I think. Maybe Google that while you're there to double check got on you. me. <laughs> and then we'll cut that out when, is... he, when he's clearly WA bored and bred. I he's think... American. Oh, there you go. Born in um, Michigan. There you go. One of the greats. 
Yeah, he's a Melbourne Small boy. forward, kicks goals, would walk in to our team. It's not even funny. He's a pest. Love to hate. Now he's our yeah, man. I know. I would love him. Lachlan Schultz. I think he is one of the perfect blokes to be targeting. Do you know what his nickname is on Wikipedia? Rude head. <laughs> T-Rex arms. What is it? Did I nail it? That's our future mid uh, small, small forward, forward mate. Here and I love him. I'd love his him. His nickname is Shooter. Lockie Shooter Schultz. Schultz. That's horrible. that's good. That's good. But a genuine, genuine thoughts. Yeah, of course. Like yes. Yeah. Definitely. Now, one I don't think will happen, but again, much like the McCreary, even to a bigger or bigger extent, can't break into this Collingwood yeah, team. Yeah, he's even less in favour. Cammy Dempster's already started the um, Bailey Smith rumours to try and get him across. Very young, 20 years of, of age. Jack Ginevan. I don't know why they're not playing him currently. If that progresses, out of contract end of next year, Carlton, say come over here. Mm. Could it happen? Probably not, but I'd like it to. I think it could. I think the the Collingwood people that I've spoken, oh, Collingwood friends, I should say, mm. that I've spoken to about him are very much like not that excited by him. Really? Isn't that funny? He was like the best player they had like last year, last couple of years. He's been electric. Yeah. They, all, they all think he's overrated. So Well, I'll take him. Maybe, maybe there's that an, maybe something. That could be it. Because he's down the pecking order, he walks into our team. Is there enough mouse to feed again at Collingwood money-wise? Could we tempt him with just a little bit more because he'd be our primary guy? I don't hate it. Actually, I love it, to be honest. I'd love yeah. jumping at us. Be good. Then maybe maybe Kane Corns will be on side with us now. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> wow. But... Those are all the players I've listed. Now, Lockie, I'll give you a little bit here. Are there any other players you'd like us to target? Oh, my God, or Ian. can you give me a typewriter segment of a type of player that is right for us? So I've gone through a lot. What do we need? How do we get it? Who can we well, get Well, let, let, let me throw it back at you. If, if we could bring in one... Well, I guess it, it's hard because... One more realistic. We don't option know what we're losing. Not Errol. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, what do you think the number one biggest need is right now? Say, say nobody leaves. Yeah. Like, say, just right now, what type of player would you bring in tomorrow? Mid forward. Me too. Pacey mid forward, for sure. And who do you like most out of this entire crop? Bailey Smith, Errol Gordon, clearly. Oh, yeah, I guess if you call them. Um, if I'm you talking can about claim that. First Otherwise, if I'm, if I'm looking at who's there, geez, it's not a great list. Is it like oh. close? Mm, it's probably close. Or it's Dersma, I think. It's just hard I don't because know if you can I feel call like him it's... that. I feel like he's more forward than he is midfield. Yeah. I feel like that's... Give me Ginevan Ginevan instead as a small forward. I don't know. It just makes me wonder how much the dial would move. Like if... If... um, Brad Close stepped into the team tomorrow. Mm. Like it just feels like... Yeah. It's the tough part of this exercise of... 
trying to look at it now and going, well, this is such a clear issue for us and we don't have a mm. lot of depth in the area. But as far as the gettable players, how many of those really fix our issues? Yeah, exactly. Not many. So then do you have to look at the draft? And then if so, we've only got a first round pick and a fourth and two fourth rounders. So if we're trying to solve this at the draft and say we do that, we try to do what, you know, a Port Adelaide did per se and get three first rounders. Mm. Is this where you keep your first, you get one in for TDK and then do you have to move some players plus your first round pick for next year if you don't need it for the Camp Rally Twins and get that higher into this year's draft? Hmm. So trade your future first and get in a current first. And then you've got three first rounders. And just to go way too into the draft content well early, depending mm. on where we finish, I'm just throwing out some names for you that could be, let's say we, we cook this season, we finish, and we still have pick four. Yeah. Around this right now, obviously Harley Reid's going number one. Um, then who else is would be between us? It'd be what, North and... GWS, is it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, no, Hawthorne, 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 Hawthorne. Yeah, 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 Hawthorne, that's it. Then, these are the next probably couple of players around there because this draft is cooked because Gold Coast have like so many of the top 10, top 20 players, all academy that are going to go to them. It's ridiculous. So maybe you could move some things and get Gold Coast picks in this somehow. I don't know. They're the team to get first round picks for in this draft because they're going there. So get rid of the bidding. You've got Nick Watson, yep. who is a incredible small forward. He's maybe the smallest man that's ever existed and played a, and played football. But he, he kicks like four or five goals a game, has pinched hit in the midfield a little bit, and is so exciting. He can literally make a goal out of nothing. He plays higher than he is like he can actually take a mark as well even though he is tiny but his goal sense is ridiculous he could fall to around that pick four if people are worried about his height you've then got a zane dersma who is much more of that mid forward he's four that can kick goals but can pinch it in the midfield he would be my like number one option but yeah could easily go before pick four colby mccurcher is then your midfielder who Plays played a bit of wing in the national championships, but also does play mainly on the ball as well. Super fast. One of the best kicks you'll ever see. Left footer, beautiful. He's one of my favorite midfielders in this draft for his <coughs> ball use and explosiveness away that I think would fit our mid issue, not necessarily our forward issue, but dynamic in the midfield. Apart from that, if you're desperate for a key defender, Daniel Curtin is there, who, big key defender. Mate, he's played midfield, weirdly, and been good at it. And he's a fullback, so insane. Um, so there's some options mm. around that. Then if you're looking at trading in picks around the end of the first round, there's Connor O'Sullivan, who is a bit more of your intercept defender really highly rated, uses the ball incredibly well, um, keeps moving up draft boards. Jack Deline from South Australia, who is a goal-kicking machine for like a small pressure forward that just kicks him out of his ass. 
If you're after that forward role, you've then got other guys like Colton Folstrup from WA, um, who is just, a, he's not really a pressure forward, but can take some marks and kick some nice goals. And then a guy that just keeps falling down draft boards is Ashton Moyer, who was like potentially top 5, 10, starter this year, has dropped off considerably, is a forward, can kind of go into the midfield a little bit. So there's options in this draft mm. for mid forwards or forwards that can kick goals. There's not a lot of midfielders, in my opinion, like traditional mids. It's a lot yep. of these role-playing defenders, tall defenders. There's even a couple of Ruckmen we could get in there, depending on where our pick lands in like an Ethan Reed that is more that deconing style of can move rather than just traditional tap Ruckman. But I feel like he'd be maybe a bit higher mm. our picks. But what I'm saying is, do we look at just going down the draft route? Yeah. Rather than <laughs> trying to find it elsewhere because we've gone through this and struggled to find <laughs> guys right now. Does this push us back further in development? Or do we look for some stop gaps while we get these guys developing? Wow. Sorry to dump all the uh, draft. No, it's nowhere. No, it's it's the million dollar question. I think part of it maybe. I I think a lot of that would actually depend on how the rest of this season goes. Yeah. Like if we let's say we do turn it around, and we just miss out on the eight. Wouldn't you feel a lot more inclined to go harder at one of these guys we've just talked about rather than going to the draft? I think so. If it feels like we're closer, if all of a sudden a few of the guys that we have in our depth chart that we're out of form all of a sudden get in form, Cunningham stays fit. I know Jack Martin stays fit or Fisher starts to play well. Um, Motlop comes into his own, like, you know, yeah. That all kind of happens. We make a bit of a run, maybe just miss out on finals or whatnot. I agree. I think that's where you'd maybe go, okay, Sean Darcy's the, the lock, the, the one that fixes our problems <laughs> or something. But I guess where it stands now and it feels like there's so many issues, this exercise has kind of showed me that the players are seemingly available right now. Don't I don't love it. So I yeah. feel going back to it, maybe we do need to start to move on the De Konings, the Zach Fishers, maybe a Kennedy Hewitt, if that helps us unlock some of these deals to like, progress us forward. Because I just want us to win a premiership. Mm. We all obviously do. And I'm just worried if we just sort of stagnantly stick with this list and add a, a Blake Akers type every year. That's not going to be enough. We need a lot more right now. But I guess mm. it's mid-season. That's why this is so hard to predict because you don't know what's going to happen for the rest of this year. All of a sudden, this could be the most pointless episode we've ever done because we've made finals and we don't need to fix the list. I got one more name for you before we wrap it because I Go feel on. like he's your man. Luke Bruce? I wanted him before. I think he will be too old. He's done more this year than I realized. Is he out of contract this year? Uh, I'm not sure. But he's kicked 26 he's goals. Of, I believe he's out of contract next year. Um, yeah, Don't I wanted to. That's the kind of move year. where I Hawthorne thought... kind of do like a um, 
Tom Mitchell and, you know, maybe they want to be bad next year and, you know. Mm. Well, like, this is – I would have loved him last year. I think I had him up there as a, a guy I wanted because I thought known goal kicker, he's got the mm. experience. We've got no experience in our forward line at all. So he could have definitely jumped in and sort of taught the guys everything they needed to know. But ultimately he re-signed. He's out of contract. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of next year. And I think – I think he has one more year left in him, okay. personally. So I reckon, and so I feel like he would, he would probably want to end at Hawthorne. And I You'd feel like so. Hawthorne are probably using him in that role, and he's performing well. So it'd probably be quite hard to yeah. get him out, considering he committed for two years. I thought last year was the year, if it was possible. But I agree, <laughs> he's the perfect name to mm. teach the boys. Yes, we need that goal sense. Yeah. Who's it going to be? Who Cam. Bus. That's pretty much going to wrap up this mid-season review. It's been a big one. will definitely be two parts. If you listen to this, boy, this oh, will boy. be the conclusion oh, yeah. of part two. Hope you've enjoyed that. But there's plenty that we have covered. And this is half the thing. When the footy's not that good, the trades, the draft, all that stuff is definitely a lot more fun to talk about. So I hope you've enjoyed diving deeply into this as much as we have We'll be back to talk about the footy as we've got a game against Hawthorne coming up that let's get this season turning around. We went through the predictions of how the wins and losses this year. Let's hope that that Gold Coast game was a turning point. It wasn't just a flash in the pan. We'll talk about that this week. We'll review it. We'll do everything. We'll be back to our regular content, of course. Go Baggers. See you guys next time.